But anyway, I'm just going to read it. <laughs> How's that? That way I know I got it. It says in Daniel 3 and verse 17. If you know the context of this, this is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I love this story because there's something great in it. They were part of a big, huge group of Jews in that time and, and, and mixed up with Babylon captivity and Nebuchadnezzar being the king. And there's a lot going on here. And the people of God were questioning where God was and they didn't understand why they were in captivity. And they were, they were pretty messed up. But there were three men. And this is what I love about this story. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were given their names. It wasn't their Hebrew names. It was names given to them. But they sat there, and, and as they brought this huge statue out, they knew we should not worship anything but God, not anything God or man-made, but only God. And so when they saw this erection of, of the statue of Nebuchadnezzar, they thought, We're, we are not going to bow. And they made a de declaration in their hearts. This is what I love. And they said, and of course the king instantly knew. He could see those three men standing, and he, and he knew, you, you should be bowing because it's been my command to do so. And he saw these three men stand. Anger rose up in him that they would not obey him. Anger rose up in the day that we would not obey them. Listen to what I'm saying in today's world. And so, and this is what it says in verse 17. This is their response to the king that signals them out. It says, if it be so, say that with me, if it be so. What does that mean to you? If, anybody here looking for God's will? Who, who's, what is God's will? See, these men says, if it be so, if this is God's will, if this is will, it says, our God whom we serve is able our God who is able, this is what I love, God is able. If, it says, our God whom is, we serve is able to deliver us from the furnace of the blazing fire. Now, you have to, anybody would disobey the king, they would say, okay, you, you disobeyed, come here. And they would throw him in the fire. That would take care of business right now. Is anybody else going to rise up? Because if you do, you're going in the fire. So they try to intimidate the people in this, Right? If you want to raise up against me being king, guess where you're going? In the fire. And so these three men, they could see them. And, they, and, and it made him so mad, he says, stoke up the fire even more so. Because these three men, I'm going to show you who's king here. This is all I love. This is what the world says today. And so Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar, orders us up. He says, stoke it up. Let's throw them in there. And this is their response to the king. If it be so, our God, whom it's, who we serve, is able to deliver us from the furnace of the blazing fire. And he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. This is it right here. Listen to me. But even if he does not. <laughs> this is total trust. This is where the church needs to get to. This is where you need to get to. This is where I need to get to. Even if, but even if he does not, let it be known to you, king. O king, that we are not going to serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. See, this, this inspires me. This is in the midst of everybody, the only three that stood besides Daniel in the back, 
These three men stood and said, our God is able to deliver us. How many people believe that today? Our God is able to deliver me. You've got to know this. Our God is able to deliver me. No matter what I'm in, no matter what situation I'm in, you've got to know this. You've got to trust this. This has got to be more than a mind thing. This has got to be a heart thing. My God is able. And you've got to hold fast to that. You see, my God is able. And then you get to a place. This is the total trust part of it. But even if he does not, he does not deliver me from this fire, even if he doesn't deliver me from the fire, I know. See, how are you with your trust today? This, this stokes me. How am I with my trust in Jesus today? When I face all of this going around, all this blazing fire, all this happening, even in government and on down through, when the world looks so dark and it looks like there's a blazing fire and I've been threatened that I will be thrown into it because of my belief in Jesus Christ. And see, I can stand and say, I will not worship any other God. And I know most in this room can say that. I will not worship any other God before me, no matter how it looks, no matter what the world says it looks like, and no, no matter how a temptation draws me that way, I will serve only one God, one God, and that's my God, and that's through Jesus Christ, my Lord. You see, there's got to be a determination in you to know what is true, and then, and, and, and then you say, well, Lord, even if I face a fire, even if I have to go in the fire, even if I have to go in the center of this, I'm going to trust you with everything. I know I will never worship. And whatever you want to do with me, I surrender all. Can we do that today in this world? Is that something we can think upon, you know? Are we getting, are we getting swayed by people's comments? Are we, um, and you know what I'm saying, on the phone, you've got all kinds of things talking to you. You know, you can be on Facebook, you can be on Instagram, Snapchat, whatever it is, and they have all kinds of things. Everybody wants to share everything on there. They want to share their opinion about this, and all you see is arguments, and you see fires all over the place. But even if, see, I just love that statement. God dropped into my spirit today because I really believe we're going to set a precedent of what he wants to do today in our lives. God is able. How many people believe He's able to deliver me. Our alarm's going off back there, honey. It's a, it's a nice sound. You got it? Just tear it off the wall. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, the things we have sometimes today. Now, is this going to work? Oh, it did work. Oh, I just love that when it works. Okay. Do we have any runners in here? Anybody see something like this? I know. I created this this morning. I know. I'm a smart man, right? Now they make caps like this. Uh, they're much better than what I do. And somebody, does that bother your eyes? <laughs> That's bother your eyes. I thought so. Has anybody ever run in the woods before? It's not fun. I'm sorry. My blind any? I keep it down. Okay. So I was, I was at camp, kids' camp, and we talked that night, say, and I like to run. They said, hey, you want to join us tomorrow or tonight? I said, sure, I'll join you tonight. I'll, I'll run with you. I said, what time are you going to run? 11 p.m. I thought, oh, dear Betsy. 11 p.m. at night in the woods. 
See, I didn't even know we are going in the woods. I thought we were going to go around the campsite, places I can see. I don't need to worry. But no, we were in the woods. And so <laughs> we made up <laughs> a way to see through the woods. And I'm, I'm saying, oh, this is going to be interesting. Because anybody ever run in the woods before at night? There is all kinds of things in your way. I mean, there's roots, there's bricks, there's, I mean, you just, you name it, it's there. Quicksand, yeah, everything is there. And I, I'm like, okay, let's do this thing. So we start to run in the woods at night. And I had my, I had my ring on, I had my ring on. And, uh, and it's so, because you've got it, you've got to have that light right where you're running. Because you look away, you know, it's not fun. It's not fun. Anybody twist an ankle before? It's not fun. It don't feel good. And it don't feel good. The older you get, it feels worse. It takes longer. And so, and I'm running. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to stay up with them. I'm, these guys are moving. Because probably because mine wasn't as good as theirs. But I had to keep that light right where I needed to run. And as I was running, I want to make sure that I saw every single thing. Because I'm not, I'm not stumbling and falling, right? Does anybody know what I mean? How many, how many people have stumbled and fallen before? In a physical way. Isn't that wonderful? The older you get, you stumble more. Okay? Some, some of us are considered clumsy. I don't like that. And, and you, you don't like to, does anybody like to stumble? And I like it. When some of you like to fake it, you stumble. Go, and then you look back thinking, i got to blame something. There's got to be something there. What tripped me? Because you don't want to take responsibility for it. Something else tripped you, right? Something else made you stumble. You couldn't see it. It's not, I don't know if anybody likes to do this, especially when people are watching. You look around, it's like, has anybody ever seen? I told you about my track episode. Well, I'm not even going to go there. With the hurdle, remember the hurdle? I'm not going to go there because that's embarrassing. But we have to make sure that when we're running down the track or outside or in the woods at night, that we make sure our eyes are peeled to where we're running. Makes sense, right? Or are you going to fall? So i got to go into something today. Jude 1. 24 and 25 says this, now to him, who's him? That's the, that's the Lord we serve. Now to him who is able to keep you from. Now, I would never compare my hat and my flashlight to Jesus. Because that ain't even close to what he can do. But that was my way to get through the woods at night. Now, you think that God is able to help you stu when, you, when stumbling things get in your way? Can, can he help you? I have three yeses. Can he help you? Is God able to help you? That's better. Yes, it says in his word, and to make you stand in the presence of his glory, blameless with great joy, to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. I don't know about you. That's a good way to end a prayer. I'd like that. I can look at that right now. And who can say amen to that? Because amen means let it be so. Let it be done. Now, who can say that? I love the promise of that. God is going to help me from stumbling. I like that. I'm going to hold fast to that. But I got to take it in context. That means if I'm going to run in the middle of the night in the woods, am I still? Well, God's going to make me. He's going to do everything for me. I'm not even going to prepare myself. I'm not even going to put my flashlight on. I'm just going to run, and everything is going to be fine. Because if I take that right out of context, I would say, well, Jesus is going to do everything. That means I don't have to worry. I don't have to have my eyes on. Because I know Jesus is going to do it all for me. Now, is that what the Word says? Now, he is able 
So it means he's not, he's not leaving you. He's not forsaking you. He's not leaving you by yourself. If you want to run in the woods, he's warning you about the darkness. He's warning you not to go there. But you decided you're going to do this thing. And so is he able to keep you from stumbling anytime? Yes. But what do you need to do? What do you need to do? I mean, I like the promise, but every promise of God, there's something that children need to do. Anybody want to receive that one? I love that verse. I want it right here. I want to live my life by it because I like the way it sounds. I like the way he's going to keep me from stumbling. Let's read it in context. First question I need to ask you, when you stumble, who's at fault? The reason why there's stumbling blocks in the dark woods is because you have an enemy that hates your guts. Do they still use that phrase today, hate your guts? That's back in my day. I hate your guts. I hate them too. Yeah, I don't like guts. Anybody see guts? What is that anyway? What does that have to do with anything? I hate your guts. What do they say today anyway? Uh, well, whatever. I hate your guts. The enemy hates your guts, and he hates you. He hates promises. He hates God's promises. He hates you growing into Jesus. He hates you even to give your life to Jesus. Hates it when you surrender. Hates it when you put the light on. He hates it when you put your hat on to see the roots. He hates that. So what does he do to you? He lies to you. He takes truth. He turns it. He uses people. Listen to me. He uses people in your life that will lie so eloquently. It sounds like it's good. It sounds like it's good advice. You may say, hey, that's good advice, and we'll take that. And you forgot to put your light on. You forgot to expose those stumbling blocks. You forgot because you trusted in the wrong thing. You didn't trust in God. You trust in man. The Bible says you've got to be careful when you trust in a man. man's word, right? It's going to disappoint you. So you need the light of the gospel to expose it. Is that right? Who thinks the light of Jesus being done through his gospel is important? Every one of us say, yes, it is. But not every one of us read it. So I'm going to put on the light, and I'm going to expose those things that try to make me stumble. And a lot of times, if I'm not looking correctly, I need to be looking at the people. How's that for brightness? Is that just, God said, let there be light, and there was so I need to also check the people around me. i got to make sure what they do in my life, how they influence me, is gospel-centered, light-exposed. So when I know it's exposed and it's truth, I can say, I received that, that I can trust. But if I can't, then I can be misled. How many people have been misled by people's good advice? Those two young ladies, you raised your hand so fast, I'm telling you what. bam Haley, thank you. It's like, bam. So here's the thing. This is what we have to get the context of this. You guys ready? So who? Jude tells us. Let's go back a little bit. I love the promise. Let's go back a little bit to where Jude says. It says, these are the men who are hidden reefs in your love feasts. When they feast with you without fear, caring for themselves, clouds without water, carried along by winds, Autumn trees without fruit, doubly dead, unrooted, wild waves of the sea, casting up their own shame like foam, wandering stars for whom the black darkness has been reserved forever. 
Now by you, I like to know who they are. Now, who are those people? The Bible's very specific about naming them. Not only about that, there's an artistry there. Hey, anybody that's an artist would look at that and say, that is well written. That is good stuff. So what, what kind of people, God says, these kind of people, now you're looking, don't, don't be looking at the person beside you and saying, you remember you said that? That's exactly. We're talking about these people out there that will form stumbling blocks in your life. They will become stumbling stones. These people. Well, what does that mean? Hidden reefs. Anybody been out on the boat before? Anybody been sailing before? Anybody been on the deep sea? If you've been on, Jim, I know you have. You're a chef of deep sea. He's got lots of stories. If you're on deep sea, the last thing you want to see is reefs. Because if you're in a boat, you guys been on a boat before out in the middle of the ocean, it is not fun to see reefs. Reefs mean they're stone. There's, there's these coral reefs, and, and they're going to destroy what? Your boat. You are guaranteed to sink as soon as you hit them. Those are hard. And you take a boat, and I don't care if it's fiberglass. I don't care if it's unsinkable. I don't care if it's a Titanic. Titanic? There. I don't care what it is. If that hits that reef, you are done. These men are like hidden reefs. You can't see them. You're out there floating. You're doing your thing. And all of a sudden, there's the reef. There it is. Someone says something. Or something. They give you good advice. And all of a sudden, your ship goes, bam, sink. You're stuck. I don't know about you. I don't want to hang out with somebody like that. Anybody want some reefs in your life? Mm-mm. Hidden reefs. And they come to your love feasts. Love feasts is those charitable feasts they had back then that are about loving people. Hey, come on in here. I know that you don't have much, that, you're, that you're, your income's not good. And we're, well, as a church, we're going to help you. There's many times this church has helped people all over the place. You see those pictures back there of children in the Philippines that we've been able to feed. We, we're, I love it when we can raise money in the United States and feed people. Love feasts. They used to have those back in the Old Testament, love feasts. So they got together, charitable feasts, sharing love with one another through food. But here they are. They come as wreaths. They're hidden. They're at your love feast. They blend right in. You can't see them. And really, they're there for one reason only. They're, they don't have fear. They don't have fear of God. I don't care that what you're doing it for, whatever you serve. I don't care. All I'm here to do is get what I need. I'm not going to share anything to you, and I become a wreath. I become those areas of stone and coral. When your ship is sailing, doing your thing, you believe in God, I'm there to wreck it. And I may not even know it. Those who cannot give in love feast can become reefs. Look out. Clouds without water. Anybody want to see clouds without water? Farmers don't. You bring some clouds, let's get some rain. I've had someone says, no, we had enough rain already. We are flooded. We just raised money for flooded basements, right? But when clouds come as a farmer and it's been dry, them clouds better bring rain. We come to a love feast. We're honoring those in need. You better bring something to share with love. Don't be a cloud. And all of a sudden, these clouds can drift around. They can be blown around. They, they don't even know why. I'm just going to come, and all they're getting is for themselves. You understand? All they want is for themselves. They don't understand. I don't understand the things of God. I don't even have fear of God. All I'm going to do is come because I can eat. Jesus says, some of you out there follow me only because of the food. Mm. 
carried along by the winds, autumn trees without fruit. Autumn trees are supposed to bear much fruit. I don't know about you, autumn time for apple trees is a good time. I love apples. I eat a lot of apples. And so I like autumn. I like those times the trees are full of fruit. And, and the apples, you just, just you ever have an apple and it's crispy and sweet, making you all hungry today. I love that. And you don't want to go to a tree in autumn time and see it totally without fruit. What have they given you? Can they give you anything? Zero. Same people. They don't bring anything. They're not bringing love. They don't bring the support of God. They don't have fear of God. They're really just coming because they want them. And so it's just like a tree without fruit, uprooted, doubly dead. See, it's all uprooted. There's no fruit in it, and they're already pulled up by the roots. There's no way to grow. There's no roots in the soil. There's no roots in God. There's just nothing. They have decided to walk away, yet they still come to your love feasts. How many people want to be straight like that? No, I'm not going to listen to them. Waves of the sea, cast out their own shame. They don't even know what they're foaming up as they come. You see, these kind of people the Bible is warning you against because what? These people will make stumbling blocks. These people become those. What do they bring? Only words, words of man. And yet you're trying to make a difference. Anybody here trying to make a difference in the world? You're trying to be good. You're trying to be good to others. And yet there's those people out there that just don't have it. Because they've never received it. And I love this. It says, wandering stars. Wandering stars. Wandering. Just wandering. Stars have never meant they have purpose. Just wandering around. What do I do? Do I even shine? No shining. Darkness. The Bible warns us. This is exactly the context of that promise. Can God, is God able to make you, to stop your stumbling? Can he help you in times of stumbling? Can he? Absolutely, Bart said so. But what are you listening to? Who, who are you getting your advice from? Who's lifting you up? Who's encouraging you in Jesus? Who is? See, there the thing is right there. Well, I don't know why I keep stumbling. I don't know why I do that. You're looking around going, whew, hope nobody saw me. We're not supposed to live like this. Why, why is the devil lying to me? Because you're listening to people. Why, why am I off track? Why, why, do I not, why don't I just uh, faith the belief? Why, why am I always fighting this? Because you're listening to the wrong people. Those people that aren't encouraging you, they're not lifting you up. You, they don't have the fear of God. There's no rain. There's no fruit. They're just talking. Before you know it, you're stumbling. Did you trip me? <laughs> See, we're starting to get to know the people. This is the right context. Let's go on. And it says this, and it says later in verse 18, 19. In the last time, there will be mockers following after their own ungodly lusts. These are the ones who cause what? Divisions where? Where would the divisions be? Maybe even at home. Home, church, dividing. What is he dividing? Those people of God, those people that trust in Jesus, those are the ones that have given their lives to what they, the cause of Christ, what he's about. See, they come to divide those things. They come to separate. They come to divide. Those same people will be a stumbling block. You see? If you listen to them, you will stumble. 
You see the difference? Where do you get your advice today? Where do you hold fast to? If you get your advice from those things of God, his word, the people of God to lift you up, we're not brainwashing. Do we brainwash people? Tell me this. Were you brainwashed to give your life to Jesus? Did someone brainwash you? I tell you what, I remember the second God said yes to me. It's when I said no to myself. I needed something. No one talked to me. No one was brainwashing me. I came to the end of myself, and that's when he began his good work. You see, we have got to let go of ourselves. We've got to stop listening to lies of the enemy. And we've got to let go and let him. I've heard it before, let go and let God. Come on now. And I'm telling you, there's no brainwashing and dumb. When he does his work in me, it's a good work. Man, I get to the end of my life, I want to say, Jesus, have I done everything you wanted me to do? Based on your sacrifice on the cross, have I done all that I was supposed to do? What drives me? Not brain, I'm not brainwashed. I want to think less and worship him more. I want less of my understanding. Do I, am I gone? Am I, am I back? Less of myself. Less of me. More of him. I'm not brainwashed. I've never been that way. I'm saved, and Jesus loves me that much. Now, who am I going to listen to? In the last time, there will be mockers following after their own ungodly lust. These are the ones who cause divisions, worldly-minded, devoid of what? His spirit. How do you get his spirit? The end of you. Is the beginning of him. The end of you, surrender your life to Jesus and let that spirit he gives as a gift come into you and show you life. Come on, show you life. You don't even know how to begin it. You can never solve it. You're listening to people. Anybody here in times of fear, you can run to the wrong person, get the wrong advice. Before you know it, you're stumbling in the middle of it. You see, I don't want to listen to a lie, and I know you don't want to. You don't want to listen to lies. You want the truth, and the truth will set you free. I know that. And if you're serving God today, you know what I'm saying. I love the context of this. Is God able to keep you from stumbling? Yes or no? But who are you listening to? You've got to be so careful to guard your heart and mind. You've got to be careful not to listen. Now, I can. The Bible says to seek out good counsel. And if you've got a good friend... And you know when you talk to them, they give you sound advice, not worldly advice. I'm telling you, listen. Find yourself in the word of God. Let it nourish you. If you're right now in a place in your life, listen to me. And you say, I don't understand. I feel distant. I don't know why things are a mess. Listen, who are you listening to? Are you in his word? Are you letting it do something in you? Is it growing you? Can you, can you see Jesus? Can you trust him? Can you trust him with all of your heart? And not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will what? Make your paths straight. I love that promise. But he, can't, he makes those paths straight before you. Who are you listening to? Context. Devoid of spirit. Worldly-minded. Causing division. Those things are after their own desires. They have care less about God. They don't fear him. They're at your love feasts. They're in your life right now. Be careful. Do we fear them? No. We love them. We love all people. Love them. 
but be careful what you allow in here. Be careful that what you hear is not his truth, doesn't lift you up and encourage you. Be careful because those become what? Your stumbling stones. Your stumbling stones. But God has not done with us. He is a good God. Here's it. You got, I got to conclude with this. This is the good news. I love it when God gets good news and his promises are there because this is what I hold fast to. Is it possible? Is it possible? Yes. Jude 1 says, Beloved, you, the beloved of Jesus, building yourselves up on the most high, fully, holy, holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, uh, waiting for anxiously for the mercy of of the Lord Jesus Christ to eternal life. Listen, that's where our mind is. Can you see it in there? What's it have you do? There's many things he's telling you to do. Keep your focus. Write this down. Take a picture of this. This is the word of God. This is the promise as his believer. It's for you. Building up your faith. Come on now. Holy faith. Most high God. You can build it up. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Some of you need to learn how to pray in the Spirit. Holy Spirit. He's, what's he looking for? He's looking for those who worship him in spirit. Come on now. So you need to be praying in the Holy Spirit. You need to, in the love of God, waiting anxiously. God, I am not the perfect man. I need your mercy. I need your mercy. See, I, I'm, I've tried to do my best. I still fall short. I need your mercy. I need the mercy of Jesus, you know. I'm anxiously waiting for his mercy. Because I understand who he is and who I am. He is God Almighty. I'm a squirrel. Sheep, I guess, is what the Bible says. Okay. I'm a sheep. A sheep. But with a shepherd. Sheep, but with a shepherd. Oh, for the mercy of Jesus to eternal life. Give him glory today. And let's go back to the promise. Going back to what now. Now you know and understand what it means. Have mercy on some. Have mercy on some as a believer who are doubting. Save others, snatching them out of the fire. What fire? Come on now. It says here. And on some have mercy with fear, hating even the garment polluted by the flesh. Man, show people Jesus today. Don't stay hidden. You are the reason. Some people, you are the Bible they read. Be him. Be merciful. Be forgiving. And move ahead and watch people say, there, there is God. I can see it in that person. Be the example of him. There will not be any stumbling block for you. You can't have a stumbling block for you. You are doing the very thing God's called you to do. Keep your eyes peeled to him. Keep your light on. Doesn't matter where I'm running now, does it? My light is on what I need to do. Do not stumble with those people around you. Hold fast to the word of God and move ahead. Be what you need to be today. In Jesus' name.